You are listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. Welcome, Michael Fair, who has now produced his unbelievable new book, um, Personal Power, the second edition. So it's really great that he is joining us today to talk about it, talk about the book, what's in the book, why you might want to download it. It is wonderful to have Michael here. So I think everybody here probably knows Michael, so we'll just let him get on with it. And uh, it's very exciting to to have you back and congratulations on such a monumental um, book and updating the book. And I know some people have already read some of it and are very complimentary about it. So. Um, yes, so far the reaction has been good. <laughs> it's, it's a relief not to be writing the thing anymore. Of course, as, as soon as you publish something like that, you're always painfully conscious of the shortcomings, but there you are. But uh, yeah, it's, it, it's finally done. Uh, I published it about two weeks ago and uh, it, it's personal power, getting the most from iOS as a totally blind user is the full title of the book. And uh, you can get it uh, from my blog, uh, michaelfair.blogspot.com. And the F, uh, my last name is F as in Frank, E-I-R. And it's the very top entry, the very first entry in the blog. And uh, that's where you can get the guide. Uh, there's also a posting about it on applethis.com. So that's another way of tracking it down from that site. And uh, people have been pretty happy so far. Uh, it's already available in a number of formats. We have it in braille uh, a lady produced a couple of electronic braille formats uh pretty much within the first couple of days uh we had it in two formats of braille and uh, a, a single web page format that loads with headings so you could skip from heading to heading um that's available too i published it in uh epub which i recommend for most people uh if you're using a victor reader you copy the epub into a d d dbt folder and then it will work uh as it should um and it's also available in pdf and plain text markdown i published the markdown version which i didn't do with the last one but some people were making these uh, taking the time to add in headings so that they like for themselves so they could navigate it so i figured i'd publish the you know the the one with with the actual headings already in there so at least if they if the EPUB didn't work for them for some reason, they could at least, they wouldn't have a table of contents, but at least they could skip to the next heading if they weren't interested in a section. Um, so <laughs> yeah, it's a big book. Uh, it's 310,000 words. And uh, that's, uh, it, it was uh, basically uh, written over the past couple of years. And uh, I've, uh, added substantially to it. There are a few new sections in the guide and thousands of changes all the way through it, like all kinds of cleanup and change to various sections. I rushed the first version out. It was the pandemic was, was the pandemic was just be, really beginning. And I thought that it was 
it made more sense to get the book out sooner despite its imperfections. And so I did that. And, and that, I, I know I made the right decision. It helped a bunch of people who were in a lot of stress at the time. And I got some very thankful emails because of that. Um, but on the other side, it left these imperfections which, na which nag at, at me, you know. And then Apple went and made various changes to uh, voiceover in the operating system. Uh, and that really sealed the deal. When, when those changes happened and it changed how the, a beginner would experience th their iPhone uh, made it different from what I, how I wrote it in the guide. I knew I had to act. I knew I had to, you know, it, it seemed like the best thing I could do during the pandemic where I, I kind of lacked creative verb for anything really new was to update the book and uh, make that second edition. I really hadn't planned on doing it that soon. I just didn't foresee what Apple was about to do and how much that would change the initial experience. And that's for beginners, that's really crucial that the, what instructions they have match what they encounter as they go through. And I really felt that was, I was kind of important to, to rise to this and, and really get another edition done. And, uh, you know, I knew I couldn't do it for the next operating system. It, it there's, you'd need a committee to really do something like this and have it updated for each release from Apple. Uh, they, too much change happens. And then you have apps that disappear from the app store and other ones come in and the landscape kind of changes in various areas. So if you write a book that tries to cover everything, as I really did with this one, I tried really hard to, to make sure that it looked at, at the wide, the totality of, of what an iPhone could bring to people's lives, the possibility space, really give people a sense of what was possible so that they knew they had, you know, at least some bearings in terms of how to look, uh, how to use the iPhone. Uh, so basically for people who are new to this, if anyone is, uh, Apple, when they give out iPhones, they don't really give, even for sighted people, there's not a lot of instruction. It's really designed to be intuitive and that, that people can just sort of pick it up and start using it and figure things out on their own as they go. And for sighted people, it, the, the, uh, how intuitive it is really matches that. Uh, they, they kind of won that bet. Um, for sighted people, it's, it's not all that unintuitive. They can tap what they want to interact with and swipe to direct the movement of the screen, the scrolling of, of screens and apps. But for blind people, that would be disastrous. If, if the instant we touch something, it, it acted, that would be disastrous for us. We need to be able to explore. Uh, Aladdin's getting restless. <laughs> That's my wife's guide dog. Uh, so for blind people, we need to be able to explore and, uh, you know, look around before we leap, and, you know, especially when it comes to typing, you know, you're getting used to a new keyboard that's, that's as small as that one is on, on your, your screen. Uh, you know, you need to be able to, to really look around and find out where the letters are before you commit to entering one. So they needed a system to really do that. And that system is called voiceover. It combines a screen reader with an interface change and it, provi it provides blind people 
with the ability to use a, a, a device with no keyboard, with a flat screen and no buttons on it really, uh, other than the home button and the buttons on the edges. Um, so because of that screen reader, you know, that, that lets us do amazing things and be access an amazing amount of what was, what even should have been territory for sighted people. I mean, I was a hard sell. When I got my first iPhone, I had no idea that, you know, I'd be one day using it in preference over a computer, you know, over a laptop that is now sitting in my drawer, mostly unused. You know, you couldn't have convinced me that a, a, a touchscreen device would replace that for me. Uh, but it has, you know, I've, I've come a long way in 12 years of using this. And that's basically what I've done with this guide is tried to distill all the, the wisdom, the little nuggets I've learned about controlling your iPhone as a blind person, about finding accessible apps, uh, about what can be done um, with the device, what works really well, what doesn't work so well. The ecosystem, you know, the iOS ecosystem, what it's like, what it means to belong to a bigger ecosystem where we're just a very small part of a much, a huge user base of millions literally hundreds of millions of people. There are over a billion iPhones in the world now. Uh, it, it's, it's massive. And Apple has done a lot to invite blind people into this world, into this ecosystem. And they've, uh, one of the things they do is, is make their own accessibility tools. So basically what I try to do in the guide is give people a sense of not only how to do what you can do, but also the ecosystem you, you gain access to and the, how to leverage that, uh, how to really you know, have the iPhone be the tool that you need it to be. And so I go through that. I take you through learning how to set the device up if you haven't ever done that before. I take you through voiceover, learning how to use voiceover, the gestures, the conventions, uh, the things that you need to know. Uh, I take you through the apps, uh, the iOS operating system and what controls it offers, how to use, get around the settings, um, you know, how to take control of that device, how to organize the apps on your device uh, so that they're in an order that really maximizes your productivity, your speediness, uh, the ease with ease with which you find these things. So, and then the camera, things like, you know, the uses of the camera and the ways that we can put that to use as blind people uh, for reading print, for reading documents, identifying objects, uh, all sorts of different things like that. And the apps that you'd use to, to do that for getting sighted help at a distance, uh, the various apps that let you do that when artificial intelligence can't do what you need done um so you know there's there are sections there are about 35 sections in the guide not counting table of contents and other things uh you know and i have a, a helpful resources section after the end of it uh i have an introduction a preface and a an epilogue kind of and other than that it's all the rest of the guide is, is basically how to use your your iphone so 
sections on pretty much every aspect from reading on your iPhone, reading books, uh, news, uh, you know, knowledge, uh, reference apps, uh, Siri, how to make use of Siri, um, you know, all sorts of, of different things. The music app, uh, podcasts and internet radio. I have a whole section on that. Social media has a big section. Uh, of course, over the, uh, over the course of the pandemic, one of the big expansions in the guide uh, is as a whole subsection in that social media section about Zoom and how to make use of the Zoom app on the iPhone. It's, it's not a sort of deep, deep dive, but it's enough hopefully to get people started. That's really my aim. You know, I don't set out to be absolutely exhaustive. It's, this isn't a manual. What I've created is more like a tour guidebook. It's, it's for people who like to travel and like to take the time to enjoy where they are, to enjoy the journey. Okay, so this is not written for geeks who want to know instantly how to do X, Y, and Z. This is written for people with time, who are willing to invest time in figuring out how an iPhone can relate to you, how it can be a part of your life. And you do that through learning to some degree, how it has been a part of mine and what I've enjoyed. Enjoyment is key. That's one of the things I really try to stress uh, right from the beginning is, you know, a lot of times we're sold these things as employment tools, as, you know, basically brooms letting us sweep our floors. And that isn't how things happen for sighted people. You know, they get Hey, this can this can be fun in your life. This will add pizzazz. This will give you fun things to do, uh, delightful things, and that's a whole different thing. If if you're if you're pursuing pursuing your own interests, you're going to have a lot more motivation to really master and maximize what you can do with with the technology. Uh, if it's just a tool for drudgery, you're not going to go as far. You know, you, you might perfect the, the tasks that you really have to do, but you'll miss out on what you could do if you only knew. Whereas if you're learning about something that can add fun in your life, that can bring enjoyment, then you're, you're more willing to explore. Then you'll take more time to perfect and, and to realize the possibilities. And that's what I really wanted to bring with the second edition of personal power is, is to really maximize that, to really update everything, uh, to include the new information. Uh, so for example, there are th uh, three new sections, entirely new sections added to the second edition of the guide. One of which is on the focus mode, which I covered it, it with this uh, group uh, a couple of weeks ago, I guess now. Uh, time flies when you're finishing a book. Uh, and it's, it's basically all about how to work the focus mode so that you can, you know, choose who you want to be able to contract you, who you, what you want to be able to interrupt you, that sort of thing. Whole section devoted to that, a section devoted to notifications and summaries in the notification center, uh, is, is a, a section for that. And another section on sound in iOS and how the operating system deals with volume and sound and audio in general. So that, of course, that was a very late addition. I actually wrote the section on sound after I wrote the epilogue, the farewell section of the guide. Uh, 
uh, it, that was just, it was one of those ideas that was last minute, but too good to pass up. And I put it in there. So uh, hopefully what I've given people is, I, I kind of think Apple should be doing s some of this, a good deal of this themselves. They've gotten this really innovative system for us to navigate iPhones and, but they don't explain it. Nothing points you to it. Nothing teaches you how to use the basics. Uh, you know, it, it, there is a little bit of information in the access. If you think to go into settings, accessibility and voiceover, you will find a little bit of information explaining the very basics of how to use it. But it's, it's barely enough to get started. Like it's, it's minimal. What should be there is more of a tutorial, taking people, getting people experienced with voiceover and how to do the rotor gesture, how to do the, the you know, change the voices uh, to their liking, uh, all that kind of thing. And unfortunately, Apple, that's one of the things Apple doesn't do as well. You, you can find some of that information. Uh, they do have a user guide, which if you know enough about voiceover to use Apple Books, uh, you can then go in and, and get the guide uh, that, that Apple has written for all of its products. And uh, you know, so you find the guide for iPhones, for example, that Apple has written, download it, and you can find a lot more about voiceover there, but you have to know enough about voiceover to navigate that book and read that book. You can also get at this on the web, apple.com slash accessibility, uh, where you will find the manual, these user guides in different formats, including, I believe, PDF. I believe they do a version in Braille, and that electronic Braille, of course. Uh, and uh, I believe there's one in just straight HTML, if I'm not mistaken. They used to do that. Hopefully, they still do. Um, so... It's out there, but nothing points beginners to it. And then when you begin as a blind person, if you get that far and you master the basics, then there's where do you go from there? How do you determine which out of millions of apps and, and games are the ones that are actually accessible to blind people? A lot of them aren't. And Apple does a really poor job at sort of pointing you towards the ones that are. So I tell people about you know, first of all, I point them towards a bunch of really good apps that I know to be accessible. Uh, so they have something to start with. I also tell them about AppleVis. I have a whole section about that site, applevis.com, A-P-P-L-E-V as in Victor, I-S, like vision.com, right? Uh, applevis.com is a site that everyone should visit if they're blind and they have an iPhone. They have tutorials, they have guides, they have podcasts demonstrating various things. Uh, they have app reviews and app directories where you can look at what other people think of apps you might be interested in and find out about what, what apps people have, have really enjoyed using uh, and found to be accessible. And that will prevent you from, from you know, spending money on an app that you can't then use, which is very easy to do if, if you're not careful. So you know, I take people through that. Uh, online shopping. That's another very powerful thing that you can do with your phone. I have a whole section devoted to, to online shopping and I've expanded that in, in the new guide. Uh, I've expanded thoughts on the iOS ecosystem. You know, the, all the business decisions that uh, surround 
you're owning an iPhone and, and what that gives you access to and, and what that enables you to do. Uh, and also some of the drawbacks of being a part of that ecosystem versus others. Because uh, that is, that's a, an area of choice that Apple really pioneered. I don't think as blind people, we've really ever had uh, you know, as momentous a choice that we might not be equipped initially to understand the ramification of. So I really tried to delve into that into the guide and to explain the ins and outs of that. Uh, and, and also the economics of owning an iPhone. I have a whole section on that, kind of, you know, how to sort of weigh up the benefits and costs of different decisions you could make in terms of what uses you put that iPhone to. So that's essentially uh, what the guide has. There's a lot there. And uh, hopefully people will find a format that's useful to them. Uh, people, uh, there, there a, a couple on Apple. This is is planning to try and do an audio version, a human read audio version of the guide, and uh, they they think they can get it done fairly quickly. I guess we'll see. Uh, hopefully, it doesn't do any marital damage uh, <laughs> to this couple. Uh, very generous of them to try and do that. And I left it in in you know my document. It's it's free. This thing is free to share. Uh, you can you feel free to pass it on to anyone you like, and uh, you know I, I also made it free for organizations like if the CNIB wants to make a, a Daisy book of this, they're they're more than welcome to. Uh, I've made sure that as sure as I can, not being a lawyer, that people have the permission to spread this thing in any way they can, so that it reaches. Uh, people in different countries. Uh, I've gotten emails already from Ireland and Germany, among other places. And I'm hoping it does, it has some of the same benefits that the first edition did when it, it got to places like Africa uh, and uh, help people there. I'm, I'm kind of hoping to see uh, possibly some emails from, from different places that I might not even know exist right now. Uh, you know, that, that has happened before. Uh, that's how I learned about a country called Tobago. Uh, I, uh, with the first uh, guide I did, uh, I got an email from someone who who lived there, and I I just never heard of that company uh, country before. So uh, you know, uh, it's kind of neat how that kind of thing can happen. Uh, so uh, it's off to a good start. Uh, it's it's been spreading around. I've been doing some of these talks on. Uh, I just did one last night for the ACB, the American Council of the Blind, uh, their tech talk uh, room. And uh, I've got a number of ones lined up as well. And I, I imagine they're going to be more <laughs> as uh, word spreads. So, uh, yeah, it, it's been uh, interesting. And hopefully all of you will enjoy the guide. Thank you for listening to the GTT podcast from the Canadian Council of the Blind. There are many ways to get in touch with us. You can call us toll free at one 877 3040968 You can follow our GTT blog at gttprogram.blog If you'd like to subscribe to our email support list you can send a blank email to GTT support plus sign subscribe at groups.io And you can follow the Canadian Council of the Blind on the web at ccbnational.com